Welcome to the Internet Advisor Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Foster Brown. Along with my co-host, Gary Baker, and our team of experts, we've been helping people like you since 1998 with your computer problems, introducing you to valuable resources, and promoting tech enterprise throughout Michigan. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour podcast recorded every week at the studios of historic WJR Radio in Detroit. Only the second hour of our show, which features listeners' questions, is heard live from 5 to 6 p.m. every Saturday on WJR. However, both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor. Welcome to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998, with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. Welcome to this Labor Day weekend uh, edition of the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, co-host and producer of the program, and we've got a great show lined up for you. And it's two hours of program. This first hour, we're going to be talking about online gambling and its hidden costs. We'll also be talking about some new trends in social media with Sherry Cam. In the second hour, that's when we'll be answering your questions about your computer concerns, and we'll be hearing from MI Tech News. All coming up. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. As I said before, my name is Foster Brown. I'm the co-host and producer of the program, and we've got a great team of tech experts in studio today lined up for our show. And uh, somebody who's been with me for, oh, lo, these close to 18 years now, Mr. Gary Baker, good to have you here. It's great to be here, as always. As always, indeed. And Mr. Ed Rudell, thank you for stopping by. Always a pleasure, Foster. Thank you. And we have Shane Hamlin in studio with us, and a special greeting to you in particular because of some things you're going to be talking with us about today. Oh, hold on. I was playing a game, online game. (laughs) I was trying to get to the next level. I'm back. Uh, And that is precisely (laughs) what we're going to be talking about. Uh, During this first hour of the show, we're going to be talking about online gaming and some of the... uh, hidden costs that are involved in that. And then uh, we're also going to be introducing Sherry Kim uh, once again. Sherry is a, a local social media expert who will be talking with us about some of the new things that are going on in social media, including uh, in the title of the program I put down, Up Periscope. <laughs> you know, it's, you've, it's funny you brought that up for this week's topic because it was last week we're sitting outside, beautiful weather, and everyone's per- watching Periscope. Everybody. Everyone's watching Periscope. It's it's a fascinating. As a matter of fact, the, the uh, alert on my iPhone is a whistle. Yeah. So I'll be walking, and all of a sudden, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and it's you. Uh, the first time I well, listen, I yeah. won't even get into that because <laughs> the first time I I uh, looked at Periscope was in a foreign country. We'll we'll talk yeah. more about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of fun, and Cherry's going to open up our eyes probably to this new uh, facet of social media. But guys, uh, one of the things. Oh, first of all, I'd like to just. Exp- extend our condolences to uh, Cal Carson, a member of his family passed away, not his immediate family, but his uh, one of his in-laws. And uh, Cal, our heart goes out to you and to the family as you mourn the passing of that uh, dear member of your family. He couldn't be with us today because of that. 
Now, guys, uh, one of the things I'd like to dive into right away, are any of you online game players? Gary? No, not really. Ed? (laughs) Um, Gave it up in the 90s. Gave it up in the 90s? (laughs) What were you doing? I had kids. What were you doing in the 90s, you remember? Yeah, I was uh, playing Duke Nukem and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right there with me. Yep. Pac-Man, maybe? No, no, no. (laughs) Duke Nukem, okay. Duke Nukem. The kind of gaming we're talking about now, let's set the scene for this. And by the way, if you go to internetadvisor.net, you'll find some notes there um, that'll help frame some of our conversation with uh, with Shane. But uh, set the scene for us. What's the big deal? Well, I tell you what. If I already, if, if, if when I first grabbed this, I was like, you know, let me. I'm, how do I, how do I bring this to one specific category? And I couldn't. It, I realized that it involves so much different genres of gaming. Everything from, uh, you know, poker stars. Like if I were to tell you, you know, Candy Crush, uh, World of Warcraft, poker stars. World of Tanks, you would think right away Poker Stars would be the, the problem. The right, online right, gaming. obviously. But they're all a form of online gambling and gaming. I mean... How so? Well, because in order to... Back in the day, like in the 90s when when, when, when Ed would play and I would play, you would pay one monthly fee and you'd get all the gaming you wanted, you just play. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's everything's free to play. You know, when you go on to Facebook and play Candy Crush, it's free. So right. there's a problem with that. Well, if you want the better and the the advance higher and the bonus packs and the and the extra skins, uh, they have these things called microtransactions. Right. You have to earn them. You have to earn them. Okay. And you have to pay for them. But you have to earn them or pay for them. Well, you you get to a certain level and you earn more and more and more different levels, okay. and you have to pay for those those certain goods. Uh, so you have okay. to pay to enter to pay, play pay to play in those levels, and when you earn, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just so much. It's so it's such a. If I were to tell you. That uh, say about 120 billion dollars are going to be spent by the end of this year on gaming and gambling and online gaming. It would be it just might what? Work. Now yeah. I know where just worldwide 100, allowance goes. But 100, <laughs> 120 billion dollars. 120. Billion. I mean, it's billion. almost it's almost larger if it's not larger than the major movie industry. It is. Yeah, and that's and that's just that's incredible. Yeah. Yep. And that's everything, you know, that's everything from your mobile apps, uh, the microtransactions on there, to the, the poker stars, but, you know. But Shane, for, for, yeah. the, for most of us, instead of paying that one monthly, one price and you get everything like it used to be, mm-hmm. if we were to pay as you go, but it's free for at least some period of time, mm-hmm. and for the norm, is there such a thing as a normal gamer, but for a normal gamer... Are they paying more than they used to or less than they used to, or, or is it hard to tell? Well, that's, that was kind of the thing. You're thinking, oh, well, it's free to play. Sure. This is really nice. I don't have to pay $14 a month anymore. Mm-hmm. But then if you want to compete, you've got to yeah. pay. If you're really serious every, the about the game, are, you're in. Correct. And they, they say, well, everything that you can buy, you could get in the game if you just earn it. Yeah. And that's that's the same way with a lot of these other games, you know, like Candy Crush. You put in the time, you'll be able to get advance on and move. And, and uh, World of Tanks, same kind of thing. Uh, World of Tanks is an online tank, you know, World War mm-hmm. II, a mm-hmm. tanking game that a lot of people play. But, mm-hmm. but if I get on free... Mm-hmm. And then I earn, it's still free. Yeah, but it takes you a long time to earn. But the objective now, I think, it sounds like the objective now uh, is more the making of the money. With $120 billion at stake, that's the issue, not getting people just simply to play. Yeah. I mean, they're going to show up at their their websites, and they're going to 
put their their money in. I mean, that's just it's insane. It's it so much money. It's just incredible. Well, as well, we go but on, it's also you know right. the, the microcharges. Uh, yeah. Is that the term that you use, Gary? The for you know the the dollar here, yeah. the freemium. Yeah. So yeah. It nickels and dimes you like in the old old days. And, yeah, but, and does that? So my question was: Is do you end up? Each month paying more than the fourteen ninety five you used to or less, and well, who knows? Yeah, right? but I'll let you know, five cents multiplied by a hundred million yeah. people, you know that adds up a lot. Well, yeah, we'll look but at I'm that. talking about the individual person. Yes, we'll, right. we'll look at that a little bit more when we come back. And by the way, Sherry Cam is going to be with us a little later on the program to talk about those uh, new new ways of doing social media. One of them is uh, Periscope, and we'll talk about that. Plus, a whole lot more coming up here on the Internet Advisor. So glad. You decided to join us this afternoon, and I hope you'll stick around for the whole show. You know, guys, we have often said that it would be good for us to kind of find a way of bottling or capturing the conversations between <laughs> segments, you know, when we're in the commercial segment. Because uh, I tell you, what, it's been fascinating listening to the conversation going back and forth. And it's a rather extensive one about between gambling and gaming. And Sherry Cam is with us. Sherry is going to be talking a little bit more uh, and a bit about uh, social media. But Sherry, you had a comment about gaming and your daughter. <laughs> Putting her on the spot right now. Then you got your very own theme music here. <laughs> uh, uh, they sang this all last night to me. Oh dear! Um, but you made a you made an interesting comment, and I'd like you to bring it in before we go back to Shane in terms of the um, uh, gaming and and how it can hit you financially your, oh, with your daughter. Exactly. Um, as she was six at the time, and and it was in app gaming uh, and in app purchases that she was doing, and it was something as simple as um, adding decorations to something that she you know very innocently like to play um, and we thought we'd set the parameters around her but unfortunately we had a $200 bill by the time we were done <laughs> but, but she was sick so she didn't quite get all no, of it no right? she would not have known what she yeah. was actually accepting wow. or, or doing but again it was if she got a certain uh, decoration she could multiply that or trade that in for other things that she really wanted so out of the app. she understood that. Eh? Exactly, <laughs> and, exactly. And Shane, back yes, to you then. Yes. This becomes kind of the slippery slope between gaming and gambling. Yeah, I mean, it, it teaches these it, our children at such a young age. You know, I was, I was at the break we were talking, and, uh, you know, it's like you can buy these things in games called mystery boxes, and you pay a certain amount of $5, and you can either get some of the greatest armor in the game or absolutely nothing. So it's teaching these kids... The, the gambling, you know, you pay and you, you pay to play and, and you could be a winner or you could win nothing at all. So it's teaching these kids how to, how to, how to do gambling online. Now, we talked about the volume. It's gotten yeah. up to $120 billion. Just about 120 yeah. About $120 That's billion. That's what they're saying is by the end of the year. And in, in, in gaming, whether it be microtransactions, uh, poker stars like online game, gambling. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what everyone, when you see gambling, online gambling, that's the first thing you think of is the poker stars and auction or um, DraftKings, the the, mm-hmm. uh, the new NFL fantasy, fantasy, yeah, fantasy football right? thing. Yeah. You know, but uh, if you do a little research and look into the, some of those things, uh, it's not as easy to get your money back as you would think. You know, a lot of you hear a lot of advertisements. You know, twenty five dollar bet and being the million dollar draw for the you know this weekend's draw. You had an example in your family of somebody who won big and had a whole hard time getting the money. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of older people, a lot of seniors play a ga- uh, online gaming uh, called Pogo. It's a site, 
and mm-hmm. it's a company, and uh, you pay a certain amount of month monthly. And when you're a member and you pay that monthly fee, you are in el- you're eligible for cash prizes, real cash prizes. Mm-hmm. And the big cash dollar amount has always been ten thousand dollars. You can just be randomly playing a slot and hit for ten grand. Uh, my mother-in-law, my wife's mother, uh, was the first and only person to win that ten grand. Because <laughs> um, as soon as she won, they panicked. The site, I, and that's to me telling me that something was fishy from the beginning because uh-huh. that ten grand all of a sudden disappeared from their site. They no longer offered it. Uh, mm-hmm. It took her months and months and months in fighting and emails and calls to get that money. And she got it though. She did get it. Wow, that's I great. mean, because you know the 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 voice online is pretty loud. You know when yeah. you don't get your money, and there's a lot of subscribers of Pogo. Yeah, a lot. How does this correlate with um, addictions to gambling? Um, are we seeing an, uh, you know, um, an increase in addictions to gambling that is you know, equal to the kind of curve we're seeing with people participating in gambling? Being that I'm not a gambling addict, I, I can't answer for that because I don't know how it is to have that itch. I mean, I mm-hmm. love game gaming. I, I know how it is to want to go home and play a game. I know that feeling. But what it does is it teaches kids at such an early age that instant gratification, like everything is instant nowadays. Mm. You know, back in the day when Ed and I played games, I would sit on a game called EverQuest for months and months just to get one piece of equipment. Now you just pay your money and you get that equipment. Ooh, so it's, it's teaching it. these kids this instant age. So is the gambling and, and the addiction going to increase? I, can't, I would imagine so because they're teaching them at such a young age. Well, one you of know. the resources that I know you put on, to, yeah. we have on our homepage here, is uh, Olga, O-L-G-A, Online Gambling Anonymous. Online Gambling and Gaming. And Anom- Gaming. Yes, anom- anon- Anonymous. Yes, correct. And, it, and I think that was uh, founded by a lady whose son committed suicide Absolutely. for playing, uh, I think it was World of Warcraft for yeah. so many hours. Right. Uh, she formed that group. And it's actually, in every city has, you know... A meeting set up that you can go and you know get help. For instance, you can, if you go onto that site, folks, you will find where different meetings are near you. And Detroit has a meeting. It does. Right. Yeah, and I, 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 w- I was almost going to say, well, I'd like to show up and see really, you know, who's, but they probably wouldn't welcome me. <laughs> it's anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's anonymous. I was going to. Well, see I'm if sure I'd they have, somebody... have an open night now, Mike. You know. Yeah, I'd like to see to have someone come on, but again, it's anonymous, so we couldn't get anyone on from that. But uh, oh, they could, they would come on anonymously, yeah. I think. Yeah, you know, to... anonymously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah okay. talk about that. Obviously, it's it's insane. It's it's such a well. You know, there was another part that you were mentioning, and yeah. Sherry mentioned yeah. was that is the is the social aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, you these kids before back in the day in the seventies and eighties were would get bullied most of them, mm-hmm. and now they're not getting bullied because they can actually be the one in power. You know, when you play these games and you have the best armor and you have you've paid for this stuff, you are now the king of your domain. Mm-hmm. So this little mm-hmm. scrawny kid that's at home that normally would be bullied now can actually do the bullying himself. You know, because he's you know the king of this game. Yeah, and Sherry, you were mentioning something beforehand during the break about the the socialization that goes on between boys yeah. in particular. Boys in particular, that's right. Um, and it they it, it's something like fifty seven percent of teens meet new friends online Mm -hmm. and predominantly boys are the ones who foster and create friendships or uh, have new friendships and and bring along groups of friendships that not just tip the tables but equalize everyone so everyone in the room Uh, is an equal player right it begins at an equal playing level um 
But again, if you purchase mm-hmm. an armor that is above you know, what everyone else is just waiting to earn, it does then tip the scales just a little bit. But for the most part, um, people, guys will go into somebody's house, they mm-hmm. all get on their laptops, and they all know that they're playing in different rooms against each other. Mm-hmm. And so they continue to foster that friendship that way too. And females are finding their way really into this field, this gaming, online gaming. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like it's 100% males anymore. I mean, I think they say two out of five is, is female. Yeah, I mean, it took quite a while for them to develop a game and a strategy to to be able to draw in the young girls mm-hmm. in there. My, my daughter never played gaming and only just recently, uh, what is it, Skyrim, mm-hmm. which will really draw you in. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a one person individual and in exploring a universe mm-hmm. and in, some, in her spare time, she'll play that for a few hours. She's 22 years old. She can do sure. what she wants. And uh, But you know, that, that's just going to suck her in and pretty soon she'll probably be no, thank gaming. You. You know, with friends. We're dancing kind of between gaming and gambling again, which is interesting. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's very hard to draw that line because whether you're spending money or spending time, you're still addicted to something. What's the bottom line then for us? What's what's a takeaway for the people who are listening right now? What do you think? Well, I mean, there are, like I said, we mentioned there is help for for people that do suffer from whether it be gaming or gambling online uh, to reach that. But you know, when they you find themselves to, unable to stop and it's costing them personally correct. and financially. I mean, as a parent, just like anything, you have to be aware of your children and mm-hmm. be aware of what they're doing and watch what they're doing. Because, you know, if your kid's disappearing, you know, for 10 hours a day, you know, and not getting sleep and hard to get up in the morning because they were game, gaming all night or gambling or playing whatever they were playing, then you know there's probably a problem. You probably should intervene quickly. But you you have some control, right? Well, as uh, a parent, they, sure. They have to be able to put in a credit card number in order to buy something online. Well, I mean, yeah, but there's there's ways around that. <laughs> Yeah. PayPal is not a these good kids. Friend. These kids. Well, but but so Correct. PayPal has to have some way to collect from you, or you have a friend that's older right? that you give the money to, and then they do it for you. I mean, there's ways. Yep. These kids are very yep. resourceful. They received a gift card for Christmas from Grandma for fifty dollars. It was a Visa, you know. Whether it be ch- whether be a but, child or so, you know, I'm just trying to think of, yeah. and maybe my kids are different, but they can't spend online without me knowing it. Well, well, mine can't. Yeah, so I'm not that different. No, you're not. Okay. You're not. But yeah. but there are there are some out there. So yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, folks, we have got some resources here again, you know, for extreme cases where there is a concern that somebody may be indeed addicted. We have that resource. It's on our homepage, internetadvisor.net, and it's for OLG Anonymous. That's online gaming or gambling anonymous. Shane, thanks so much. We're gonna continue this, I think, as we continue on, but Sherry Cam up next to talk about some new aspects of social media. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. And uh, by the way, this is a two-hour program. So after we uh, enjoy a conversation in just a moment with Sherry Cam about social media, um, at the top of the hour, we are going to be opening up our phone lines. And uh, there's an 800 number you'll be able to call. And you can ask away whatever question you may have about your computer or about your online experience you'd like some help with. We've got some tech experts who'll be happy to help you with that. So two hours of fun here. We're delighted to be able to offer that to you right now. And um, Sherry Cam, thank you so much. We kind of informally introduced you before as you were pitching in in that conversation about gaming and gambling. But thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. What a great day to be here. It is. (laughs) And thank you because there's a lot that you had to to chime into. And and as I say, we were talking about capturing our conversations and somebody between 
breaks. And I think, Shane, you were saying we could maybe use this new form of social media yes. there. Yes. Mm, something that is called yeah. uh, Periscope. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, please. What it is and, and how it's kind of come on the scene. Well, it's a way of viewing life, obviously, um, but it's viewing other people's videos. So it's almost like vlogging, um, although you don't have to have you don't have to upload it to YouTube. It's essentially anymore, um, but you can show your location, and other people can view it either live or see what you've done in the past. Uh, and it's kind of a way of crowd forming, perhaps uh-huh. an event. I think like a marketer or a PR person. You know, <laughs> if I want to have somebody coming to my event, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to start videoing all of the people who are there uh, and uh-huh. making sure that they're, they know how much fun it is and then they too will come because it shows locations around the world. Yeah. I have to say the first time that I used Periscope, I had no idea that it existed. Somebody told me it was there. I downloaded it to my, uh, to my phone. I was watching... Um, the um, the public square in downtown Santo Domingo mm-hmm. in, the, in the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. and because I understand Spanish, I was listening. I was listening in on the conversations that were going on, and they could see that I was listening in. Yes. And yes. so, and then I could make a comment, mm-hmm. and they could in turn comment back, like asking who you are and where you're at. Yep. So there's a form of of intercommunication as well as just showing where you are. Absolutely. And Absolutely. some and somebody that speaks fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. That looks like you probably, you know, it probably was uh, fairly curious to them. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I I think what was curious, too, was just to find out who is it that's kind of peeking in on my world. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the sense that I got with Periscope. So there's some very practical means for it as well. Sure. How do you get it? Oh, you download it. It's an app. There, it, it's, it's as simple as, as having an app, uh, and the app is actually quite robust, and um, you can hook it up. Uh, Periscope hooks up to Twitter, um, and so you can log in via Twitter, or you can log in via your cell phone number, uh, and then you just start videoing away. So it's it's interesting. Um, it's, you know, its predecessor live stream was really for businesses who just wanted to put things out there that you could either participate uh, in for meetings, you know, yeah, and yeah, it was a little yeah. more restricted. Um, whereas Periscope itself is more social, right? So restaurants who might not have regular hours might put up, you know, a Periscope that were open finally and, you know, people can oh. come during an event or, uh, you know, when, when the sun is shining or, or whenever they open for the season. So Should we try to do this during the next break, guys? Well, well, Periscope, our next I'm, one? I'm trying to do that now. Oh, he's yeah. downloading the app He's right downloading now. the app. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, us you know, people for Windows don't have Periscope yet. Oh. They are working on it. Okay. But uh, we'll get it. We have a thing called Telescope, okay. which is the same thing. It ties into the network. You can view the videos, but, but you, can't, you can't interact. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. So that, that was one of my questions. So this is smartphone only for broadcasting, mm-hmm. or if you have a Mac, is there a Mac equivalent? There is. Yeah. Okay, yes. but they're not for PCs uh, or smartphones. I mean, so if I was on my PC, question. could I do a Periscope on my Windows PC? No, I don't know. You can't. No, 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 no okay. right So <laughs> it is a uh, okay non-Microsoft club. Okay, that's yeah. right. At this point. <laughs> that's right. For now, they, they, right. Have, <laughs> they have announced that they are working on the Windows version. At well, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, that's almost a pleasant switch. Yeah. Because everything used to come out in Microsoft now, right. and and now it's actually it's coming they, the other they're way. Catching, they're running to catch up yeah. on the other end right now. But sure, what's fascinating about this is that the social media. Well, I was looking at uh, some of the statistic out there right now, and I think that. Um, um, oh, shoot. Well, first of all, most of the communication has been text. 
at, at, to this point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There has been some voice communication as well that's been tacked on to some of the texting. Am I right? Yes, yes. Now there's an, there's another group called Meerkat, which is another app, and again, iOS or or uh, Android, um, and it had initiated uh, hashtags this, in this past week. So it made texting and uh, communication a lot easier, more like uh. Instagram. Um, you know, uh, but it's live as opposed to just playing the video that had just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they're finding... Oh, I see. Okay. So what they're finding, actually, is that they've had establishments using both Meerkat and um, uh, Periscope at the Periscope. same time. Their Periscope user went down as soon as they, they introduced the hashtag, and the Meerkat user went up and, <laughs> because it was more interactive to them. It was more uh, like what they're used to, mm-hmm. but now it's live. So, and Meerkat is spelled... M-E-E-R. Okay. Yep. K A T. That's right. K A T. A meerkat is this wonderful little animal that's found in Africa. That's kind of like a um, a prairie dog, but it's on the African uh, uh, veldt. Savannah. Yeah. Savannah. Oh, right. and think it, of it, Lion King and the meerkat. There you go. There you go. Oh. The lion, the, the meerkat that was in there is this curious little thing that allows you to interact. What I find fascinating about this is that it's like another step in social media mm-hmm. where. You, um, there are so many ways of being able to interact and message people nowadays. And matter of fact, I'm having a hard time keeping up with it mm-hmm. because somebody will message me on Facebook yes. where I don't normally uh, communicate, or I'll get a message uh, on my Mac mm-hmm. um, or on my iPhone. I'll get a message. Are there messaging uh, tools on on Windows phones as well? Uh, I mean, just the Facebook stuff. I mean, I mean, you okay. have you have a, a clone of Snapchat, and you have clones of this and this until they come out with. You know, I've got Twitter and all those other, the major mm-hmm. ones, but all the fun ones that I want to play, I, they're just not available yet for, for Windows. Which I understand this. You mentioned Snapchat, that mm-hmm. Snapchat is another huge one. Didn't that begin as kind of like a way for teenagers to be able to communicate and then not be busted for what they were saying? Yes, or showing. <laughs> yes, because it is video-based. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. Yes, and it's one of those where they unfortunately found out real quick that their videos don't really disappear as, <laughs> as they thought they did. So, yeah, it was... Uh, it was a fast learning curve for that one, but so, their user uh, out uh, outpaced Twitter. I mean, in in as far as the millennials are concerned, so it is very quickly being used. Step back to that for a second. Yeah. You said as far as the millennials. Explain mm-hmm. that 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 statement for people who may not quite <laughs> the, the unwrap eight, that. Eighteen to thirty-five year old uh, demographic okay. who is who is really grown up with something in their hand. Um, you know that mobile unit has always been with them, and so they're very comfortable sharing a lot of things, um, which makes them really adept. Um, it makes them very trusting. Um, most most users who are online are very, very trusting. Um, and, but it also makes them, you know, they're they're at risk. I was going to say, they make things. them pretty vulnerable. You have some millennials do, in do. your you house. Know, I was going to say, I mean, remember when Windows Millennium came out, it was Windows ME. And that's the me generation, I like to say. Right. <laughs> Because everything's about them. You know, one thing I was going to say about the Snapchat is one of the my kids tried to use that as a justification for dad buying them a smartphone <laughs> for so when they went to college. Yeah. And so instead uh-huh. of just talking on the phone, dad, you could just Snapchat us, and we, you know, we, you can make sure that we're alive and breathing and not partying. Uh-huh. And, you know, but hopefully you don't get the wrong Snapchat back. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, it it would be good. It's just another way of extending the family when your yeah. child goes to college. So uh, by the way, folks, if you're keeping a scorecard on this, we're talking. 
talking about these different kind of social media tools that are out there. And what strikes me about this is, Sherry, is that it just keeps expanding. Yes. The horizons just keep on exploding. Exactly. Well, and, and as we talk about demographics, you know, we can we can break it down a little bit where uh, the older generations, which means, you know, 50 and above, are really curators, essentially. Um, they look at and they consume things that people have already uh, created, um, whereas the uh, millennials all the way through the Generation X are, are both developers and curators. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not just a consumption for them. It's actually some some creative force for them as well. Ah, okay. So that that creative edge is what you mean when you say developers. Correct. They Correct. use that to create things, whereas the older generation is using it for, for, again, as curators, explain that. They share their point of view ah, via okay. a video that they found, or they share, you know, a story that they find that ah. is is really indicative or you know endemic to you know what they've been thinking about, or they share it and they've learned how to tag somebody so that oh, remember this conversation, and so they're trying to expand it, but they don't create the video or they don't create the article that they're talking about. They're actually just sharing something that they found in a, in the period. That they, that's so that true. You say consume. They're consumers. I mean, they consume it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's such a great word for that for that particular uh, generation, where the younger ones are generating so much media content out there. Yes. Fascinating. We're going to continue our conversation about these different tools that are coming up nowadays with Sherry Cam, who is here helping to uh, break this down and make it intelligible to some of us geezers <laughs> who are curators and uh, trying to understand what in the world those younger folks are doing down there. Uh, we're going to continue with the Internet Advisor and System over with Sherry Cam, Shane Hamlin, Ed Rudell, Gary Baker, and myself, Foster Brown Ed Studios. Thank you for joining us here on this Labor Day weekend. Thank you for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. My name is Foster Brown. And by the way, um, from now through until the springtime, roughly, and this is going to be depending a lot on the sports schedule here on the Great Voice of the Great Lakes, home to Michigan State University and their football and basketball teams. Um, we are, generally speaking, going to be here on Saturday afternoons from 4 until 6 o'clock with two hours of live programming. Again, you know, depending on the sports schedule that's going on. But uh, you'll have a lot more opportunities to enjoy what normally is our... We usually have a two-hour program. As a matter of fact, this is what's sent down to our affiliates. And uh, we've been doing that all along on WJR, however. We've not been able to share that first hour with you. So from this point on through the spring, we'll be able to do that. And I hope that you will make a point of joining us starting at four o'clock and going until six o'clock. The second hour, of course, five to six is going to be the one that's focused on answering your questions. Uh, Sherry Cam is with us in studio here. And Sherry, thank you so much. I love having you in because you have this wonderful ability to take stuff that uh, maybe it's just because I'm part of that curator generation. I need some explanation too. (laughs) So thank you very much for being around to help to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of us learn just by hearing and, and, and reading, but most of us learn by touching, doing, and experiencing. And so. there is so much to touch and do <laughs> online. I, By the way, I was just fascinated, guys, by the, the statistic that came out was, I think, um, I don't know if you saw this, Ed, was it two weeks ago on a Monday, I think it was, Facebook logged one billion people online at the same time. Am I right, Sherry? I, you are right. Absolutely right. Yes. Incredible. And for most, I mean, more than 50% of us who have those Facebook accounts check it daily. 
Oh, daily. <laughs> yeah, more than that. I, hourly? Absolutely, yes. yes. Yeah. Quarter hourly? <laughs> yeah. But the fascinating part to me is that this is a worldwide phenomenon now, too. Correct, yeah. If you have a billion people hooked up, first of all, that's more people than there are in the United States, obviously, to start with, which means that around the... This is a worldwide phenomenon. Even in places where, you know, they aren't really supposed to have connection to Facebook, they do. Everyone finds a way to be able to connect to their families or their groups, and they certainly want to get message out no matter where they are. Yeah. One other one that I saw that was a fascinating one is WhatsApp. Uh, now, Facebook owns that now, didn't they? Did they buy that? Am I right? They bought it. Um, I I'm, think. Yes. I think they did. They did. What's fascinating about that is that that is internationally used as well. And there are now 700 million users mm-hmm. online at, at one time mm-hmm. using WhatsApp mm-hmm. as, a, as a way of communicating around the world. Yes. Yeah. And again, it's, it's that whole to buy it for the technology's sake, you know, essentially to, to boost their, their messenger um, is really what the, the purchase was all about. But... Uh, it was. It was a form of communication where you could have groups of people talking without, you know, anybody seeing where they were, what they were doing, and what they were talking about. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nineteen billion they bought it for. Yeah, nineteen, 19 billion dollars. That was the <laughs> billion is now the new uh, million, right? <laughs> I know. Like the, the, the new fifty is forty. You know, so that's right. <laughs> well, you can't ask for million. a million yeah. dollars anymore. <laughs> Just get laughed at. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So in terms, uh, just to kind of wrap things up for today, we've been talking about some of the new technologies that are there. Facebook is there, obviously. It won't uh, go away. It That's won't, right. No, obviously, with a billion users, it's not going right. to go away. <laughs> but on top of that, um, uh, there are other ways now of being able to add that visual element to mm-hmm. it now as well, mm-hmm. with things like uh, Periscope. Mm-hmm. And um, no cost involved in this, by the way. Not yet. No, no, no I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they'll find a way to monetize it. But at this point, you know, it is an experimentation in what it can be used for and uh, how far it's going to go. And Meerkat was the same kind of visual communication, but it was part of Twitter. Am I right? It, uh, I think it was the other way around. Oh, okay. um, yeah, but so. initially, uh, yes, they were two separate corporations and now they are one. Amazing. They have joined two. Yes. Ooh. Now. Again, that could be that they they found that they had many aspects of both uh, uh, business models that, of course, were more beneficial to each other as opposed to competing. Is there a place to go, Sherry, for people who are listening right now hearing about all these names being spilled out of alphabet soup to some extent, um, that people can go to kind of sort through these type of things? Sort through. Um, for the most part, you... you hear about a lot of the uh, the burgeoning technologies through invitations, right? Your friends invite you uh, to become part of a group or mm-hmm. have you seen, you know, and again it's that curating of, wow, I read about these three things. Has anybody used them? You know, you mm. usually get a call out. Mm. Um, but you can go to um, Advertising Age and they will break it down for you you know, as as what is good and what isn't. Um, uh, Wired is a great place. Okay, Wired, Wired Magazine is a really mm-hmm. great place because anybody who has an app or some sort of software, they send them an advanced copy so that they, they're in there playing with what is coming out onto the market. Um, and so hardware is computer world, obviously, and, and PC world, and then Mac world. Um, but for software, you you go to places like Wired. Um, Wired.com. Yes, right? Wired.com. And uh, you mentioned advertising age? Well, yeah, because they, too, talk about how it's used, right? So gotcha. for 
advertisers and, ma- and marketers. So if you really do have a, a smaller business, and again, no cost to this one yet. So this might become a platform in which you can, and I, the first thing that came to mind was like um, Chelios, right? Chili's bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It doesn't have regular hours. But wouldn't it be great if he could, you know, crowdsource via meerkat you know with yep. hashtags okay we're open and this is you know what we're what we're cooking tonight oh yeah he might get a few more people into his that's business that's right so. that's interesting yeah there was uh, I went to matter of fact somebody took me down to one of the new places relatively new places in Corktown in Detroit mm-hmm. uh, near the old Tiger Stadium um, Bobcat oh darn it Bobcat Bobcat Bonnie Hop, uh, no Bobcat Bonnie I think is the oh, name of the really? restaurant okay I, I, anyway, it was a great place, and they had a special deal on Monday nights. It's uh, $10 for a beer plus these special hamburgers. It was a great, great meal. But I can imagine them doing that kind of thing. Exactly. Or even locally, now that we have Arts, Beats, and Eats this weekend. Oh, right? yes. So something along those lines where if they have a stand and they wanted to send people to their restaurant, you know, oh, they could yeah. certainly develop a, a gathering and a crowd that they might not have seen otherwise. And so it can become a tool. I guarantee if you go on Periscope right now, you'll find somebody at Arts, Beats, and Eats broadcasting yes. live yes. their booth or oh, their and food the, or their art, yeah? Yep, and the music, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, and the music going yeah. on, that's right, the so, bands that are going on. Just got a quick uh, going around the horn here. Gary, what social media tools do you use regularly? Uh, mostly LinkedIn a little Facebook because I keep track of my daughter out in L.A. Um, <laughs> and she posts every day something very cool that she's doing. I don't uh-huh. know how she does it all. Um, those are primarily the ones. I'll do a little tweeting, um, okay. but that's primarily it. Ed, how about you? Um, just the Facebook. I'm a, I'm a voyeur. You know, <laughs> I'm a consumer. I, I'll post something out there like a nice sunset or something. Oh, oh cool. Okay, Shane, how about you? Twitter, Facebook, those kind of things. Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's really... Periscope once it's available for Windows, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sherry, how about you? Oh, I'm really going to start to embarrass myself here. So Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, because I've got girls, you know, and and that is really some of their preferred methods. Twitter, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, Facebook, uh, and keeping up with pages and and, uh, accounts for other uh, businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, But then this is an added element, essentially. Um, My husband travels quite a bit, and so he can now show us his, his daredevil feet while he's out there <laughs> and we can watch while he's gone so <laughs> that's wonderful sherry cam thank you so much for being here and for sharing this and, and for helping us to get a, us old geezers to help us get a handle on this sherry will be coming back on a regular basis to help us uh, to get a handle on what's going on the latest things in social media again thank you for being here shane thank you for your input on gaming by the way folks oh, yeah. if you go to internetadvisor.net you will find links to things like uh, Snapchat and the Periscope and an article that we have posted there as well as to about online gaming, the Online Gaming Anonymous, which is a, a very important resource for people there. Uh, we've got some other things we're going to be talking about coming up in this second hour. We're going to be talking about Techonomy Detroit, a conference coming to Detroit on September 15th. But most importantly, if you'll stick around for this next hour, when you call us at 800 859 you are in line immediately to get your question answered. That's what the Internet Advisor is about in hour number two. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, 
and many other resources. You'll also find links to MITechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. Welcome to hour number two of the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, your co-host and also producer of the program. And we've got a wonderful hour here, especially if you have a concern about something about your computer or about getting online or getting around the Internet or sometimes getting over the problems you face there. There's a number to call, 800-859-0957. And I have a studio full of experts here just itching to answer your questions. 800-859-0957. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. If you just tuned in, good. You got here just in time to get your question online for us at 800-859-0957. Right now, we got a Port Huron is alive and calling. we got a couple of people waiting up there to give us uh, some of their questions, and we'll be getting answers from a whole studio full of experts here. Mr. Gary Baker is here. My co-host for many, many years now. Uh, yep, I certainly am ready to answer questions. All right. Ed Rudell, as well as in-house. Good to have you here. Always great. I'm all revved up. Shane Hamlin, as well. Yes. And Shane, is, by the way, uh, is uh, kind of our gaming expert. We were talking this last hour about it. And also, <laughs> we have Sherry Cam with us in studio. She is right now putting us online with a... An Periscope? application that we talked about last hour, yeah, which Periscope. was Periscope. Oh, people could go into Periscope That's and right. see all the craziness that happens on... Oh, <laughs> so if you dangerous. go into Periscope, <laughs> look for the feed that's called Internet Advisor. And that's Sherry is dangerous. right now scanning the studios. Yeah, it's a little dangerous because you get to see what's yeah. going on behind the scenes. I think the way Periscope works is you get a map, you can actually zoom yes. into the Detroit area and see the different broadcasts. Yeah, and yeah. what you do is you get a globe, yeah. and then you can, can refine from there uh, down to uh, find out more about by the way if you will want to find out more about periscope um on sunday evening uh i post the podcast of both hours of this program and you can listen to that conversation but periscope is a new application that's available for ios and for android Mm -hmm. you can put it down on your smartphones as sherry is doing right now and uh, you can use it to Stream live anything that happens to be going on a backyard barbecue. It could you'd be going to Arts Beats and Eats or the Michigan State Fair or mm-hmm. anything that happens jazz to be going festival. on. Couple jazz weeks festival. ago, a couple weeks ago, I watched someone go around on the 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 ferry in Disney World. The Tom's, you know, the Huckleberry Finn. Tom, you know, the yeah, yeah. It was kind of it's interesting stuff. Absolutely yeah. fascinating. Yeah. My my first time was looking at some people in downtown Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic who happened to be just kind of sitting there watching the world go by. So that's uh, kind of what's going on. Somebody who watches what's going on in the tech world around us is Mr. Mike Brennan, who is the editor of MI Tech News. And Mike, every week you stop by to give us some headlines, uh, like a, a little sampling of the headlines that can be available to people.
people on MI Tech News. Mike, welcome to the program. Mike, Oops, we... there we go. Thanks, Foster. And <laughs> <laughs> to turn my mic on here, you know. That always helps, especially in <laughs> radio. Set up, I set up my periscope, you know. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we can see you. All right, Mike, hey, let's give a little sample of some of the things that you've been looking at this past week. And one, I, Gary, this is really kind of neat. MSU Engineering has topped 1,000 female students for the first time. That's great yeah. news. Yeah, out of a class, well, overall in the engineering school, there's about 5,000 undergraduates, mm-hmm. and now more than 1,000 are women, and it's the, actually the incoming class is roughly 1,400 total, which is the biggest in 25 years, so wow. engineering's back in vogue again. Uh, it certainly is a tremendous demand, and it's good to hear. Gary and I have been long proponents of getting women in young We both have wonderful young women in our family and getting them involved in technology and engineering. Early. Early is really important. Uh, Something I saw here was kind of fascinating was one of your headlines said that Americans are cutting down on daily driving trips. Uh, Yeah, it's in a couple different categories, but it's down overall about 10% since 2004. Uh, It's down in the eating out category. It's down in the shopping category. And it's Hmm. down in caring for and helping non-household members. So, I mean, people are eating out less and they're shopping more online, I think. Sounds like, yeah, we're doing more cocooning almost. Uh, You know, we're sticking around home and uh, whether it's shopping or whatever, we're doing more of it from the (laughs) comfort of our home as we're looking at a monitor. Uh, One other thing I saw here uh, that you have headlines is about uh, a lot of events that are happening during this month of September. Yes, this comes from our partner, Michipreneur.com, Amanda Luan, who does a wonderful job with that publication, and uh, she keeps up with events much better than I do. I've got so many <laughs> other rods in the fire. but uh, So there's six really hot ones that she highlights, uh, including one on September 8th with Doug DeVos in Grand Rapids, where he's going to talk about the secrets of Amway. That'd be a good one. Right? Mm. Uh, and then Next Energy is having one, Innovate Michigan. There's a whole bunch, and you can find them all at MITechnews.com. This is a very good example, folks, of the value that uh, MITech News has. It's a weekly publication that comes to you via email in which you're getting information about technology and entrepreneurial events that are going on in the state of Michigan and really around the country as well. But, for instance, this six events is a very good example of things you just don't want to miss. How much is this going to cost you? Absolutely nothing. All you need to do is go to internetadvisor.net, scroll down the page, and you'll see Mike's smiling face there. And just below it, it says, click here to subscribe to this free weekly newsletter. And bada boom, bada bing, every Friday, you're going to be getting all of these headlines. And there's lots more besides just the print text headlines. You're now going to be getting some great podcasts like IT and the D and the Digital Divas and a brand new one that, Mike, you're putting together with Matt Roush. Yeah, we're going to be launching that on September 14th at the podcast Detroit Studios, where I know you guys also are affiliated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll do it live in the afternoon because we want to be able to get that business crowd three to four on Mondays, a little bit of drive time in there, too. Excellent. And then, of course, it'll be available as an audio podcast afterwards. So there's a whole lot of resources that are available for you, for you through MI Tech News, and we want to encourage you to uh, take advantage of this great resource. Mike, once again, good to talk with you. Have a great Labor Day weekend. 
You too, Foster. All right. That's Mr. Mike Brennan, who is the editor of MI Tech News. And uh, when we come back on the other side, we've got some folks that we're going to start talking to to answer their questions. Stephen Livonia, Harry in Port Huron, and Marsha in Port Huron. We'll be getting to your questions. The number to get your question to us is 800-859-0957. That's 800 800- 859-0957. The Internet Advisor is on the air for you. Time for us to get down to business here, folks. Uh, Gary Baker, Edward Dell, Shane Hamlin, and Sherry Cam is in studio with us. Sherry Cam is uh, our social media expert who is here to help. If you have questions about some of the things we were talking about before, uh, which is Facebook and things like Periscope and Instagram and things like that, She's just the person to answer your questions. So we have that resource in studio with us today. Let's go to our first caller when Marsha from Port Huron up by the Blue Water Bridge. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Hi, it's pronounced Marcia. Oh, I beg your pardon, Marcia. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, a couple of times a week when I'm trying to get on the Internet, something comes on the screen and it says uh, configuring Windows updates. And it's not able to do it. And it says, uh, the sign comes up and says failure configuring Windows updates and and uh, reverting changes. How do I get rid of that? <laughs> Frustrating, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, well, dear. Um, when you're trying to access the Internet, how do you access it? Are you using Microsoft's Internet Explorer? Do you use Google Chrome? How do you access the Internet? Explore, Internet Explorer. Okay. So it's possible that what you've what's happened recently is you've had your Internet Explorer updated because the first time you do launch Internet Explorer after it's been updated, it will come back and say uh, something along the lines that uh, one moment while we finish the, the Windows update, right. and then usually you get a welcome screen. Okay. Um, that's failed, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like the update uh, bust was bust. What, what, the simplest thing might to do, uh, what version of Windows are you running? Eight. Oh, okay. So you can go into your, uh, I was thinking add, remove programs, I'm sorry, uh, programs and features, and just uninstalling the most recent update to Internet Explorer. Do you think that might be it, Shane, or? She could do that. She could go into add, remove, yeah, like you said, add, remove programs. Well, I'm sorry, it's programs and features. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You'll see the the updates area there, and uh, the most recent one's probably the one that's you know having some problems, but she's Windows 8, so I think the, the easiest one would just... Just upgrade to 10. Yeah, Marcia, yeah, exactly. Right. When you say you have Windows 8. Well, that, that, that's part of the Windows. Have you been notified about Windows 10 update being available for your computer? No, I haven't because someone else did this for me, so I, have, I don't know how they did it. You know what? They put the Windows 8 on here. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you would have received a window. You may have received a notification in the bottom right-hand corner of your computer. It looks like four windows that are slanted. And Microsoft, if you're running a legitimate copy of Windows 8, uh, Microsoft would have uh, notified you that you're eligible Mm -hmm. for a free upgrade to Windows 10. Okay. Uh, unless and, you haven't kept up with your updates. And, and she said that she's experiencing problems yeah. with Windows updates have failed. Yeah, so that's the problem. Well, that's why she's not being notified, because my, you have to have a, the update okay. in order to be notified. Well, my thought is that she probably, had the person who updated her to 8, didn't realize that maybe there's a driver issue as well with what she did to 8, so this keeps trying to repair that driver, reload the driver maybe oh, through the updates. Possibly. Yeah, how long has this been happening again, Marcia? Uh, about two or three months. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, you may not have received your Windows update if you if you're up 
you may not have received your notification for Windows 10 right. because your updates are failed. Yeah, and I think part of the proof of that is that Windows 10 has only been available for a month. So yeah. if this has been going on for two months, it sounds like the problem happened beforehand yeah. when they put you onto Windows 8. So guys, what's the solution we can offer Marcia? I think, I mean, my best solution, because she doesn't know what driver, what, what update is causing the problem, mm-hmm. my best solution is go to, go to Microsoft.com Go to the Windows area. It should be the very first splash screen you see when you go to Microsoft.com. Uh-huh. You can actually physically download the installer for 10. And that's I found more success than letting Windows update to do it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just physically download it to your desktop and run the uh, Windows 10 upgrade there. Because any missing drivers or anything that's not right, it will fix before it updates. That's true. Ah, that's excellent. So you go to Microsoft.com. Microsoft.com. And then there you would look for the Windows 10 installer. I well, think the very first thing that comes up on Microsoft.com is Windows 10 upgrade. Well, remember, she's having problems launching Internet Explorer, and so she can't even get connected to the internet right now. So the first step that you may have to do is to uh, go into your Windows 8 search and in the search select uh, you know select your start or search and type in programs and features and you want to find Internet Explorer within the list of applications within programs and features. Okay. You can uninstall that and it'll revert it to the original version of Internet Explorer that was shipped with Windows 8. Because more than likely that you've received an, uh, uh, an update. So what, what if she just wanted to skip the next update that's giving her problems and go on and update everything else? Well, that was, I think, what you were so suggesting. That's what, that, that's that's what Shane was saying. I didn't realize she couldn't get online. So, no, 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 no. I can get online. Oh, okay. You can or cannot? I can. She can. Thank you, Marcia. That makes things a lot easier. Ignore everything Ed Rudell said. <laughs> and we're going to go with Shane's solution and go to Microsoft.com and then download the Windows 10 install. Yeah. Perfect. So there's, there's an app, something. I'll, I'll, I'll see it, something that says Windows. You know, right when you right when you go to Microsoft.com, I think the very first splash screen that says Windows 10, are you ready, or something like that, you'll have a little link to click. And if I think you scroll down a little bit, it'll say there's a downloader tool that will let you download it right to your desktop. And then you run it, and then it'll go through the process with you. Run it, but you mean double click on double it after click, it's done yeah, downloading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that there's a wonderful piece of practical advice there, Marcia. Let us know how this works for you, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much for giving us a call. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven is the phone number for your question. Harry from Port Huron. How you doing, Harry? Welcome to the show. Hey guys, uh, yes, we're alive and well up here today. <laughs> a couple, okay. lots of questions. So good, yeah, good. What uh, can we do for you? Well, last week uh, a man called toward the end of the show, and he was concerned about a relative or a friend that wanted to get on computers, but they wanted something real easy, as easy as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't know anything about computers, and they were, they were, yep. they were talking about web TV. Yes, well, good. What, yeah. <laughs> what came to my mind is a program called. Dolphin Guide, and it's a mm. program that you install on a computer, um, but it's real easy. Now, it'll say when you get on the page that it's for blind and visually impaired. That's not true. I mean, it, we use it a lot, but it can be for anybody because more and more and more people are using voice technology on their computers anyway. Even people that can see are using voice technology. Yes, absolutely. Like me. Yeah. Um, and so... If he's listening or if anybody else is listening that would be interested in this program, you can get it at www.yourdolphin.com. Mm-hmm. D-O-L-P-H-I-N, yourdolphin.com. 
backslash demos dot ASP. Mm -hmm. That page will come up, and there's a heading there, and it says Dolphin Guide um, Talking Software or something like that. And then Mm -hmm. below that, there's a link that says uh, read for the full details. And people can read what it does. I mean, it does everything, and it's all in a menu system. Um, and you just use your down arrow keys, uh, um, or if you're using a mouse, you just click on mm-hmm. different things that you can do with it, email, web browsing, word processor. Wow. You know, one of the first things I noticed Incredible. when you said that, Harry, was uh, there's a excellent eight-minute tutorial on the Dolphin on YouTube. Absolutely. So, Thank you. That's even better. Yeah, <laughs> and so it tells you um, a lot of stuff, and it shows you what it can do. But it's for... A person that just doesn't want to get all messed up with all kinds of computer stuff, but they just want to do it and do it easily. Excellent. Um, Excellent. So That's a good suggestion. Dolphin Guide. Excellent. So, do you know how much this costs? Oh, it's in the hundreds. I will say that uh, because it has a lot of things. It'll even let you, uh, it'll even, it even has a scanner built into it uh, that will let you scan printed material. And even if you can read print and you want to, instead of uh, using your eyes, you want to just let the thing read to you, uh, it'll uh, convert the text to speech and read any kind of printed material as well. It does a lot of stuff. Absolutely fascinating. Dolphin Guide. Folks, one yeah. of the things I love about the show is that people like Harry can call and give us some suggestions. So if you have suggestions for, you hear a question down here and you think, you know, I know about this or I have an example Please feel free to call that number, 800-859-0957, like Harry, and help us out with your insights into some answers to the questions. Harry, have a great holiday weekend. Hey, you too, my friend. Thanks right. a lot, guys. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, Stephen Livonia will be back with you in just a moment. And by the way, phone lines are open here for our tech experts who are in studio. Don't wait to the end of the program and piling up all those questions then. We've got room for you right now. Good time to ask the question is right now. 800-859-0957. I would like to take a moment to thank the guys behind the glass. And those are our engineer and our uh, producer today. Mike Seth, thank you so much. And Rich Lezensky, thank you. He's jack of all trades who was helping us with answering the phones. And uh, phones are starting to ring right now. That is excellent. You want to get your questions in. We've got about 20 minutes more. And what we don't want to do is to have a log jam at the end of the program because people are saying, well, maybe I, I... could get some help with this problem. We'll do everything we can to help you. Give us a call quickly, and we'll get you on in line to uh, answer your question. 800-859-0957. Let's uh, go right back out to the phones and say hello to Steve from Livonia. Steve, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you? Well, thanks, fellas. Uh, I just bought a smart TV, and this thing seems to be a lot smarter than I am. Uh, <laughs> It's got a uh, Roku built in. Oh, yeah. And it's got the uh, mirroring. um, It's a beta mirroring for the computer, but I can't seem to get my computer to uh, mirror with it. Maybe I'm running running Windows 7, so maybe it's too old of a version of Windows for that. But I was looking at things like Chromecast and different... uh, plugins that yeah. I could get. I'm yeah. wondering if you guys could uh, give me uh, uh, the best and the uh, easiest and the uh, uh, the smoothest way to sure. uh, 
to go from my computer to my TV. Yeah, you want to be able to, you said mirror, you want to be able to see on your on your TV what you're seeing on your computer screen. Right. So just for, for clarification for people. Um, Shane, do you have anything? Because I know if Cal was here, he'd say Apple AirPlay. Yeah. <laughs> AirPlay. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, uh, Which is not available through Roku. You'd have to have an no. Apple um, Apple TV. But, right. Um, you know, I don't have that much experience personally with uh, what, Let me ask you this. What do you? What is your purpose for bringing your computer up on your uh, TV? Well, just to uh, see the web pages a lot easier, like okay. Facebook and different sure. things like that. Well, sure. uh, is your you have a laptop? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you have a new smart TV, so and you probably have a newer laptop. Uh, Windows Seven has probably got an HDMI cord. Just run an HDMI cord up to the TV, and uh, just do it that way. I mean, yeah, oh, and, that, I and that'll probably work, right? You know, you get your what I do before back in the day before I had my Xbox One and uh, and Roku and all those fun things that I could do that. Uh, I would have my laptop sitting next to my TV in my living room, mm -hmm. uh, HDMI, so it'd be nice high def uh, up to my TV, and then I had a wireless and keyboard sitting back on my couch. And I could do everything on my computer that I could. Yeah, and that makes sense. But he has this new cool TV, <laughs> and he wants to be able to just do it wirelessly from anywhere in the house. And he should have that ability. But you're saying that the application. So how how do you how does the TV or the manufacturer um, suggest that you connect to your TV? So you you use your laptop and you wirelessly connect to the web page that's probably inside your TV. Well, the no. TV and, and is connected the to my internet, to my wireless router. Right. I'm sorry, say that again? supposed to recognize it somehow. Recognize my computer. Sherry, go ahead and, and, and chime in here. Feel free. That's okay. Uh, what I have found with mine, and I, I don't have the, the smartest television, but I got one of the, with the first smart televisions coming out. Um, I found that I had to hardwire it because the spooling was just too long. Yeah. And it, as much as I loved using the wireless router, hardwiring the, the television mm -hmm. to the internet was just a much better way of coming through. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. But, so they, uh, but the they, other thing is, but he wants to have the app on his correct. on his PC, so he could control his TV and anything that he's on his, you know, so he can do mirroring, and it's not working. And he, his, his original question was, is it because he's running Windows Seven? I guess my question to you was, how how do you install the software on your laptop to allow you to do that? Is it do they tell you to um, to open up a, a specific web address? Do they tell you to? I mean, how are they doing it? Does the manufacturer tell you to download an app from their website onto your laptop? No, as far as I know, as long as I'm on the same network as the TV, it uh, should be recognizing it. Yeah, but you have go. to you have to run an application on your on your laptop to be able to communicate to you, the Roku box of some type. Either you have to go to the Microsoft Store, right. you have to go to the manufacturer's website to download the application to enable that two-way communication. Right now you have this, or you have to download a special program to your mm -hmm. laptop for this casting that's taking place. Right, okay. So you might want to call the manufacturer, not the manufacturer. Where, where did you purchase the TV? Uh, Best Buy. There you go. You know, and talk to that salesman and say, you lied to me. Yeah. I do not have this ability. And <laughs> no, don't you know, do that. that. You know, the guy was nice, but he wore sunglasses inside. Kind of, well, that was from the, 
That was the hangover. Yeah, that should be your first clue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, and you do have Windows 7. I mean, I know Windows 10 will make it much easier for you. Yes. Uh, if you yeah. do upgrade, because you can actually go into devices and you'll you'll see your smart TV right there listed and you can sync those yep. bad boys up with Windows 10 perfectly like I can with my Xbox One. You know, I play a movie on my PC. I go to my TV and it's already playing. I got to run downstairs and watch it because it starts simulcasting right away. And that was the thing. One of the things I was going to say is yeah. possibly going with uh, Xbox One would, would potentially. Now, yeah. I want to suggest something that Ed has and the other guys have done in the past, and that is go to YouTube. And I see in YouTube right now, I just Googled for this, and it says how to hook your laptop to Roku uh, computers and tech tips. There may be something in that or in another YouTube video. Oh, he that's can out he there could probably too. type in the model number Panasonic or yeah. What what kind of well, what model TV do you have? Uh, it's a uh, HisSense, the Chinese TV. Okay, okay. Yeah, I did. I did Google that. It said uh, call the Internet Advisors. Oh, <laughs> sure, buddy. <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm up, I'm updating on uh, Windows 10 right now, and you uh, told a previous caller to do that to go yeah. to Microsoft, and yeah. it's. Uh, so it's updating now, and I'll, I'll try it again once Good. I get Yeah, on. I think you'll have a lot more help with it from that point on. But also, YouTube is a wonderful resource in general for right. being able to uh, get some answers to those questions, Steve. So good luck with that. Let us know how it goes, okay? Okay, thanks, fellas. All yeah. right, very good. And, by the way, and, you know, the, regardless, he's yeah. going to have to install an application on his PC yeah. so that it will communicate with the TV, or it's going to be bringing up the browser and getting a plug-in. It's going to be one of the There two. should be something in the package that tells you how to do that kind of thing. I would agree with you. You know, he's a well. guy. He doesn't read the manuals. He's just like me. He's just going to try to figure it out. Sherry, on his own. forgive us. We don't ask for directions. We don't read the manuals. That's, that's how what it makes it creative. You know? <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It makes See, my I wife figure crazy. it out on my own. Yeah, you got to be so much better when you don't read the manuals, right? <laughs> that's well, that's what reverse engineering is all about, right? <laughs> it's like putting together something from IKEA and not reading it. All right, let's go to. Doug in Ohio. Doug, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you? Hi. I was calling to, I was curious about uh, Windows 10 and why Microsoft is giving it away free and <laughs> if you have any experience with it. If it's, I've heard a few people tell me that they didn't care for it, so I, didn't, I was kind of nervous about downloading it. Oh, Shane, I'll yeah. let you take this because you're dealing with the public. And, and and during the break, we were talking about how we've had some Windows 10 failures in our own personal families. But go ahead. Well, just with any update and any uh, browser or, or OS uh, upgrade or update, there are going to be hiccups. And that's not necessarily Microsoft's fault. Microsoft has always uh, let these uh, vendors know way ahead of time what they're planning on doing. And a lot of times the vendors like HP and, and Epson and some of the others decide, eh, we'll get around to it, and they don't create all the drivers that they should. <laughs> so that's kind of why you have it. It's not Microsoft's fault. It's it's the others that did not do their homework uh, when Microsoft said, hey, this is here's the code. Do what you got to do to get your drivers up to date. Yeah, and we're, when you're talking about drivers, you're talking yeah. about you're talking about Intel, you're talking yeah. Dell, yeah. HP, Sony. Video cards, you know, Acer's, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Gary and I had a notorious example of this way back in the early 2000s when the HP put out a new printer and guaranteed that it was compatible with XP, and it weren't. Yeah, yeah. HP didn't get their driver right. And no. there's a lot of changes when you first throw in Windows 10. Well, you get your start button back, yes. and you have start tiles, which is kind of cool. I'm glad that's back. But to have that default Edge as my new browser... And then it took, I hate to say this, it took me 20 minutes to figure out how to get my favorites over. Now that, I will say this, now that I'm used to Edge, I like it. 
Yes. I do. Mm-hmm. It yes. took me a little bit. But yeah. uh, back to the caller, what he was saying is it's very, listen, you know, all the people that say they don't like it, those are the people that are resistant to change. It probably would, if, if you know, if Microsoft gave you $100 every month just to use it, they still wouldn't like it. So <laughs> I wouldn't, I would never take what someone else says. With, do it yourself as an expert and a Microsoft user for many, 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 many years. Uh, it's probably one of their best updates they've done in a while. Yeah. Yep. Uh, many, many years. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm saying going back to your, uh, Windows 2000, to me, I think it's even better than that day. I remember that day. But go ahead and do the update. Um, and if he doesn't like it, you can... You can you, revert back. You have 30 days to revert back. And I know a guy that's done it, uh, he did it 10 days in a row just to see if he could do it. He upgraded, <laughs> and then he downgraded. Up, just to see how many times, he, to see if he's going to be penalized. Well, real quick, before we go to break, I will recommend you go to Microsoft's website, download the standalone app to do the upgrade, and don't let Windows do it through the upgrade, the, the update system. That's a very, yeah. very important piece of advice there, Doug. I hope you take it, and I hope you'll enjoy the new system. I really think it is there to be enjoyed and uh, we'll be back to answer some more questions Marianne is calling us from Novi and Susan in Washington Township we'll be back to answer your questions in GIF thank you again uh, for being with us here for these two hours of the Internet Advisor if you've been able to do that thank you so much thanks Sherry Cam for joining us here adding a certainly a touch of class to this group <laughs> and that's hard to do <laughs> thank you so much for helping us with our social media and for being with us Shane good to have you here Eddie and uh, Gary good to have you as well and sure. by the way Susan from Washington Township with you in just a moment but Gary first of all I want you to talk a little bit about an event that's coming up uh, sure, uh, tech event yeah Techonomy uh, and it's Techonomy Detroit there's a few of them around the, the country uh, David um, Kirkpatrick uh, was the guy that started this this is the fourth one uh, fourth annual Techonomy Detroit. Uh, the 15th of September, go online, go on our site, and you can link right to it. Uh, but it's it's very cool. When he first did this, people kind of went, why Detroit? you got to be kidding me. Techonomy in Detroit? <laughs> and he said, no, no, you don't understand. This city is coming back. And really the, only a few people believed it four years ago. <laughs> and it is coming back. I mean, we were just about ready to go into, you know, bankruptcy, and there was yeah. all sorts of things. So, but what's been very cool about this, uh, and to David's credit, he stuck it out, and this is, uh, this is it's, it's a very cool technology conference, because I'll just read you some of the sessions. One is, can we hack our way to cities we need? <laughs> and a great discussion panel uh, around that, people from all over the country, uh, venture capitalists, as well as, tech, as entrepreneurs, as well as a lot of people here. Uh, Beth Mayor Nimb- of Detroit's going to yeah, be there. Yeah, Beth Nimbach, um, who is the city of Detroit's CIO, is going to be on that panel. Uh, uh, Mayor Duggan has his own um, keynote that he's mm-hmm. going to be talking about. But Maker City is a jazz city, right? And oh, what they yeah. mean by that is when you play jazz and people can hear it all weekend down at uh, at That's the right. Jazz Fest, the riverfront, right? right? Um you know you're you're doing an awful lot of interconnectivity of ideas, innovation, improvision, right? right. How do we make this happen? So that's yeah. um so conversations with Mayor Duggan, right? And then the right technology for the job and closing that gap is another session, but all sorts of great sessions. Great stuff. Scale means nothing on the internet, right? Mm. And you know we think of 
big manufacturing. <laughs> Nobody can compete with our auto companies because of scale. And and uh, that's not true on the internet. And yeah. little companies can be and Where's... act and, and just like that. The, you know, mapping information ecosystem here in Detroit. So it's going to be um, all around uh Wayne State University, which okay. is a big player okay. I was in this, ask about that, yeah. uh, movement um, cities and economic development, developing and retaining diverse talent. Are Boy, a lot of stuff for a lot of different life. audiences. Um, it's, so there's a couple near the end, which is, you know, making Detroit a movement, you know, the power of the narrative and what does that mean and how mm. our story is being told over and over again, whether we tell it or not. And yeah. and again, it's, uh, you know, using uh, social media, which mm-hmm. Sherry was talking about uh, earlier in our show. But there's all sorts of different types of. So it's not just a a nerdy tech conference. This is about using technology to invigorate our city yep. and right. and all cities. So interesting uh, conference. Uh, if you get a chance, go on down. It's not all that expensive. One thing I've noticed about social media is that it it devises a way uh, to to elaborate on the narrative. You know, a, a, when you have an event, mm-hmm. it, the the enthusiasm and the electricity that that it generates is, is unbelievable. Yeah. But as soon as the event is gone, it's hard to capitalize or to to translate that energy into something that yeah. does good. Mm-hmm. How do you keep it going? Right? Exactly, exactly. So you do and have to have return. Uh, events like this so that people are exchanging and sharing and actually it, it, they're building on each other's ideas Absolutely. as well. It's going to be happening September the 15th and it'll be in the Wayne State University area. Yep. We hope to have some folks who were involved in that on the air with us talk a little bit more about that in the coming week as well. Gary, thanks so much for sure. that. All right, let's go to uh, Susan who has been waiting patiently in Washington Township to get an answer to your question. How you doing? Good, how are you? Very good. What can we help you with? I need to know where and how do I go to uninstall McAfee, and is that advisable, so mm-hmm. I can install or get AVG antivirus free? Okay, let's ask, uh, let me ask you a couple questions first of all. What uh, operating system are you running right now on your computer? What do you mean operating system? Uh, is it Windows 7, oh. Windows 8? Yeah, 7. Windows 7, okay. Yeah. And is it an older machine? Uh, 2010. 2010. And so, Buster, one of the the com- Excuse one, me, I think it's 2012. 2012. Okay, you've had it for yeah. since then. Okay. So one of the questions, uh, Susan, is who do you get your internet from? Your in- internet access. Is Google. It, so is it Comcast? Is it AT and T Uverse? How do you no, connect it's a to the? So it's she, just, lives in, she lives in Washington Township, so she's probably a MiFi, through her yeah, cell phone. It's in the country. It's a yeah. MiFi device from my um, Sprint and Verizon. Was it, is yeah. it? What is your cell no, phone? It's not, it's not Verizon. No. Yeah, it's a cell carrier. That's oh, okay. it's cell carriers. Okay. okay. Because okay. because a lot of times uh, your carrier will provide right. Norton or McAfee free. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, though, a lot of people oh, I want to dump don't. it because it slows down the computer so much, and they want to mm-hmm. use the, the native Microsoft uh, antivirus. Uh, that they right. can get on Windows 7 or something like AVG. Mm-hmm. So, Shane, how would she uninstall that in Windows 7? You know, it's going to be very easy. You're just going to go to your start menu, and you're going to go to... And just so you know, if you don't catch it all right now, you can listen to the podcast later on internetadvisor.net, okay? So you're going to go to start, and you're going to go to con- your control panel, okay? And then once you're in your control panel, you're going to see a section there to uninstall. You're going to see programs. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to click on that. It's called Programs and Features. 
it's a little icon and it uh, you click on it and you'll see uh, all your installed programs right there and what you're gonna do is you're just gonna sort it by name or you'll just see your Norton or McAfee or whichever one you want to uninstall you're gonna highlight it and it'll say uninstall there's a button at the top of the screen so you can yeah. mm -hmm. select remove or uninstall yeah it'll list every single program you have listed and you'll find the Norton or McAfee, whichever one you want to uninstall. You'll highlight it once, and it'll say uninstall at the top. You just click it, and then that's when its own in uninstaller will pop up, and it'll tell you, you know, hit next, 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 and then it'll be gone. Right. Um, and I would remove any. Personally, I don't like Norton or McAfee or any of them. I don't even like AVG because AVG is free, but it's going to keep bugging you and bugging you. Every time it does an update, it's going to trick you into getting the paid version. Right. And, and oh. that started about a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're nag utilities. So, I mean, but she can use the native Microsoft if, antivirus for yeah. free, and it doesn't nag you. Correct. Microsoft bought an antivirus company five years ago. Yes. It took them a couple years, but then they actually now include within their operating systems, within 8 and 10, free antivirus. Now, you could download it for with free. With Windows 7, can it's, you still get Microsoft Security Essentials? Yes. Okay. Then what we're going to recommend, Susan, is that you download Microsoft Security essentials and you go to microsoft.com and then yeah, once you go to if you actually open up uh, Bing or Google a search engine and just type in Microsoft security essentials right uh, or just Microsoft to, what essentials <laughs> Microsoft security essentials Okay. And the, or, the good part about correct. that is it's absolutely free. Yep. Or you can just go to Microsoft.com. That's the safest way to go, just Microsoft.com. And then you'll see Microsoft's website will have a little search area there. Just type it in there. This way you know you're not going to any fake sites. Yeah, and that's really important. You know. But you can just type in MSE, yep. Microsoft Security Essentials, and uh, download that. It's built to work best with yes. Windows 7. And it's an excellent program to protect you, Susan. Sorry we don't have more time to talk with you about that, but I think that'll be an excellent solution to your problems. For the rest of you folks out there, thank you so much for having allowed us into your lives during this well, Labor Day weekend. If you would like, you can simply go to internetadvisor.net on Sunday night, tomorrow night, and a little later in the evening, around 10 o'clock, we will be publishing our podcast. And uh, that will give you all two hours edited down so that you have just the content of both our first and second hours. And if there was an answer to a question you wanted to listen to again, that's a great time to go back and listen to it there. Again, that's uh, internetadvisor.net. And you will see uh, something there that says very clearly, click here, download the podcast. Thanks again to our experts. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show. Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.